Hey y'all, welcome to Backstage with Ed Joy Leah. Today, I have Mr. and Pastor Robert Caper on my show today. We are going to be talking about hope and hope in the community, the black community. So you guys just sit back, listen in, and enjoy the show. Hey y'all, again, welcome to Backstage with At Joy Leah. Today, I have my cousin, the wonderful author and pastor, Robert Caper, all the way from Monroe, North Carolina, on my show today. Mr. Robert Caper is a man after God's heart who strives to operate in a spirit of excellence and is in every area of his life and his ministry as well. God has used Pastor Robert to make an impact in the lives of many young people and leaders in church, and I'm so glad that he graced my show today, you know, my podcast, with his presence. So we are going to be talking about his new book, Hope Within Challenging Times, and discussing hope in the black community. So I just want to welcome Robert. Pastor Robert, how you doing? Great evening. What's going on? What's going on? Cuzzo, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on my podcast, taking the time out tonight. I know you are very busy with a lot going on, and you got your own thing, your own streamline with your ministry and everything, so I am so glad (laughs) that you was able to take some time out for me. Thank you. So, Pastor Robert Caper, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, as as you know, uh, my name is Pastor Robert Caper. I pastor uh, the great church, the Oro Church, and call it the OC, in uh, a state over from ours in South Carolina, uh, by the, in the town of Pageland, South Carolina. I am I'm, I'm a teacher uh, by trade. I um, I'm an educator, a coach. I have uh, extensive background in uh, behavioral management, uh, teaching special ed, dealing with kids, with adolescents uh, who have dealt with a lot of uh, struggles. Okay. Uh, Winston-Salem State is the school in which I started at, but, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, I had some things and oppositions that I had to go through, end up going to uh, South Piedmont Community College, Raymond Bible College, as well as Grand Canyon University. Uh, so, you know, I have that background as well, and uh, I have um, a very active in my community. We I work with an agency called Kids First of the Carolinas, where just this past Christmas, we serviced um, over 225 kids within uh, the county in which I live and the county where my church is at. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very adamant about uh, doing what we have been called to do as related to our community and outreach and things of that nature. So... Uh, I'm married. I have a wonderful wife, uh, three girls, as well as three grandchildren. Okay. Uh, all of my children are, they are 20, at 20 through 26. My baby is 20. 
and she's a junior at Livingstone College, my oldest girl. She graduated. She's a Bennett Bell, graduated from Bennett University. Okay. And my middle one, she is uh, doing some, uh, she's doing the workforce. And uh, so, you know, we are grateful to God that I have that favor on my life with them. I call them my favor. And so I'm, I'm grateful that, that all that God has allowed and blessed me to be able to do. Wonderful, wonderful. So let's get right into it. This book, Hope for Y'all to See. Hope Within Challenging Times. Tell us a little bit about your your new book. Well, this book was uh, birthed in the midst of that 2020 beginning of COVID-19 pandemic in which we all have experienced and, and are still experiencing. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, I was preaching some messages, uh, trying to encourage and empower the people uh, there at the OC about uh, living life and uh, having hope uh, in the midst of the obstacles and challenges that life will present us, and even as we were dealing with COVID. And uh, it was during the time I was also dealing with some health issues myself. And uh, God dropped in my spirit one one day about uh, put this these messages into book form. Now, I uh, had no idea about writing a book, how to write a book, um, any of that type of stuff. And so what, what happened was, mm-hmm. as I was doing my messages, I was actually doing my book as well, simultaneously. And so what ended up happening is uh, the messages that I was preaching, uh, I, I connected with a, an, uh, a publisher, and he uh, helped me to be able to uh, compile those those messages and put them into a book formation with me adding and doing some things that I had to do with it uh, so it can be uh, reader-friendly. But that's how the book was birthed. Wow. Uh, it was during the pandemic so that people could understand. And even that with the racial tension and the uh, civil unrest, all of those issues we address in the book. Yeah. Um, it's, it's one way or another. And uh, people needed hope because I was finding uh, – that people was losing the grip. They was losing the grip. Uh, and one section in my book that I really got to I, I stress a lot, is called Breathe and Hold Tight in Chapter 2. And I believe that people were breaking because they were not breathing. Mm-hmm. They were not allowing themselves to uh, inhale and exhale, not just in a physical sense, but also in a spiritual sense. And they found themselves dealing with anxiety. They found themselves being overstressed and things of that nature. So yeah. they were losing their hope. And so, and then when you lose your hope, you, you, you don't, you're not, you don't have a good grip on your faith. And so, you know, the, the Lord told me to, uh, to let the people know there is hope within your challenging times. Yes. 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 One thing I did like about the book is that after each chapter, it was basically kind of like an overview and not a test or anything I would say, but things you could write down. And things that you can go back to, I would say, that would definitely remind you of what you were going through at the time, as well as um, things that you either wanted to, you know, address, I would say, that you were challenging, you know, that was challenges in your life at the time. So after each chapter, it kind of was like, you know, write this down. What is what is going on, you know? your vision board, your this, whatever it had 
been at the end of that chapter. That was, you know, I I wanted to write in the book, but I was going to let my cousin read it, and I didn't want her to know my business. But <laughs> when I get it back, I'm going to do it. But that was one thing I was like, oh, I need to write this stuff down because, you know, it really gave me some hope. I ain't even going to lie because I was losing a little hope. You know, new year, new things going on. I, I'm glad I looked through this book, you know, because I was really losing some hope. So, like, what inspired you besides, you know, what you explained? I mean, what what made you want to go for the hope factor? Because, again, I was experiencing a situation in my, in my body okay. as well as uh, being frustrated with uh, how things were going and not being able to, uh, effectively do what I what I've been doing all these years, and uh, I found myself uh, starting to slip mm. in my mind, especially especially with the health issues. I didn't know what was going on. Uh, it was uh, my wife was kind of uh, I would use the word scared uh, for me because it was at midnight that I, I seemed like all these issues were trying to be an attack upon wow. my body and having these heart issues mm-hmm. and things of that nature and. And so uh, I found myself uh, feeling like I was losing my hope within, uh, because I was questioning, God, what is going on? God, why? God, not not now. Uh, You know, all of these things. And instead of me trusting God, I found myself questioning God more than I was trusting God. Mm. And so, you know, it was, it was, it was a personal, this is, it's it's more personable for me. Mm Mm-hmm. So what are some tips that you can just give? I mean, I know, you know, you need to basically buy the book to really get your hope back, in my opinion. But what are some tips that you can give that would, you know, that would give people some hope, you know, some type of hope in these struggling times? Uh, what I would definitely say, and, and, and it's the, the motto of my, this whole book, uh, I, I believe, is one of the key points in which I, I really stress is breathe and hold tight. Don't allow life to overcome you, but you overcome life and the situations that happen within your life. Make sure that you are finding yourself being able to identify those areas in your life where you feel as if um, you're losing grip. Because one thing about it, if you don't realize and recognize that you're losing grip, you'll find yourself falling before you can be caught. Mm. So you have to make sure that we are, uh, we have our eyes open, our natural eyes, as well as our spiritual eyes, that we may see and do the things that we need to do to stay where we desire to be. Mm. And that's in life or that's in our spiritual walk. Yeah whatever area it may be. And so, you know, you have to be able, and, and not only that, but as you are seeing these things happen, put a plan together. Put a plan together. Because God is systematic in everything that he does. When you do this, you get that. He said, when you obey me, you should eat the good of the land. When you pay your tithe, I will bless you over and above what you could ever imagine to think. I paraphrase. And so you have to have a plan. And when you have a plan, God will show you as to what to do, how to do, and when to do. And so, and that's where we as people have to learn, uh, we have to learn how to, because 
all of us don't have photographic memories. I don't know about some of you that listen here, but I don't have a photographic memory. <laughs> I have to write stuff down. But many times God speaks to us. God shows us things in dreams or he, somebody will come our way. They'll tell us something. And we know immediately it's God. But because we don't write it down, we forget. We're trying to ponder later on as we're driving down the road. What is it that I heard? What did I hear again? You know, those kind of things. Even as you're reading, mm-hmm. you're reading your word or you're, you're studying. Take note. That's why, that's why professors and your teachers have you take notes so that you can understand those things in which you may have missed prior to, or you may forget when you go back, try to make sure you're able to uh, prepare for that exam or prepare for that, uh, or you're doing your essays or whatever the case may be. Yeah. You have to be able to, to write things down and plan and, and be, do it with purpose. Yeah. Do it with purpose. Yes. And so those are some things that I would, I would really stress uh, to, to the audience. Yeah. Make sure you breathe and hold tight. Make sure you're writing a purposeful plan mm-hmm. so that you can live purposefully. Yes. And for you younger people, one thing that, you know, you don't like to write things down, you can have an ongoing text to yourself. Exactly. And exactly. text those things. Because I see myself doing that when people say something that I notice is, you know, and I forget to write it down. I text it to myself. I text it to myself. And it's like, oh, and I go back to it and be like, oh, that was powerful. That was good. You know, so get a habit of doing that. You know, if you don't necessarily want to write things down, that texting to yourself, I, I kid you not, it works wonders because you do, like you said, you be driving out the street like, dang, what did he say to me? It, it really touched my heart. And forget it. That That's very, very important, you know. And it, I also utilize the notes in my iPhone. That mm-hmm. note section, I utilize that now. Sometimes if I, I keep a scratch pad uh, now uh, somewhere near me, like in my car, by my bed or whatever, but, but, but typically mm-hmm. things are in my notepad in my phone right. because that's what I have the most. That's what me the most. So 100% notepad, of the time. Absolutely. So <laughs> utilize the, the avenues that you have. Right. So what, you know, you I, I know God is the head of your life. What was the, I would say, the motivation for you to do it during COVID? You know, besides, you know, besides everything that's going on, like, what motivated you the most? I would have to say, Again, uh, me dealing with my, my personal issues as well as seeing uh, uh, many people that I come in contact with every day that were struggling. They were struggling in with their finances, struggling with the fact, uh, didn't know what and how and when to do things with their children, mm-hmm. uh, struggling with the fact of not being able to have the the minimal resources that they needed. Yeah. So just coming in contact with people who were dealing with with issues and having no questions. I mean having no answers. No answers, to the questions, right. Yeah. Having no answers to the questions that they had and feeling some kind of way about it. I mean and so broken. you know and yeah, broken. Broken. And and not and in many cases, didn't care if they could be put back together again. 
because they felt like this is my this is going to be my normal because it's been going on for so long mm-hmm. and nobody really know exactly how and when and what is, and why. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, uh, th- those were the things that I believe that was really my motivation and really compelled me to move forward. Like you know what, we got to do something. Right. We got to let people know that this is not the end. Right. There isn't after this. There isn't after. Okay, um, I want to touch base just a little bit on the book to not tell too much on it. My favorite chapter was chapter three. The, um, I like, I really like chapter two going through the storm, but chapter three was like, stand on the Lord, you know better. I don't know why you forgot. If he did it before, he going to do it again. It was like, it was so, like, it made me remember, like, you know, like, you know, I was raised in the church, you know, so I know the Lord. But just like how you said you was going through your storm and you was, I was going through my storms and my, that is a great chapter. When it was saying, like, grace, as much as, you know, grace goes abundantly, like, why are you giving up and why are you feeling sad when you know that you got a God that is going to do for you? It was, it was so inspirational, I would just say. Amen. What made you put that? I mean, I know why you put it in the book because, like I said, God is good. But what made you go back to that to say, like, come on now, let's not forget who you serve and what made you put that part in, in, in the grace and everything that, do you think we forgot? I mean, what was it? Yes, I, I really believe that. There, there, there are times in our, in our struggle, in our challenge, that we do forget. Uh, and it, and it, it's, it's, it's a response to the challenge, especially when we, um, when we are not as um, on point spiritually where we need to be. Mm-hmm. And that's for any of us. No, none of us are the are or omitted from that. And the chapter is, "I'm grace for this, my will to overcome." Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. what happens is, we have to set our will in place. God gave us a will. That is our desire. Those are the things in which we want to do. So you know, we have to set our our desires in 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 position as to what we want. Grace is the unmerited favor and blessing of God. God says that I've, you, I've caused you to triumph. I've caused you not to be just an overcomer, but a, uh, 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 I mean, uh, I've caused you to be an overcomer in all things that you go through. So we have the ability within us to do what it is we need to do. But many times when we're dealing with our, our struggles and our challenges, we seem to forget mm. what it is that we have resting on the inside of us. So that's where we got to set our wills to overcome. We got to set our desires. Got to let the spine that be in us be also in Christ Jesus. We got to tell ourselves and remind ourselves, no, this is not who I am. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. This is not the end for me. This will pass. Mm. And you have to set your will and remind yourself on a continuous basis until you can see what you've been declaring. Mm. And so what happens is we're not seeing it. And we're not, and because we're not seeing it, we're not saying it. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying it because we don't really have the faith and the hope to believe that it's going to happen. 
when you speak a thing, it shall be established. Yeah. That's what the word says. So we have to understand that when you establish and you set your will, you will begin to understand that there is a grace that God has given unto me to overcome any situation that I had to overcome. And I had to remind myself by renewing my mind that this too shall pass. Yes. I will get through this. It's not going to break me. It's, it's making me to become better, but it will. It shall not break me. Right, right. I mean, it, it literally, it, that, that chapter right there, I definitely would be going back to because it, it was an eye-opener when it kind of reminded me of some verses and some things that this this ha- things like this happen. You know, this is something I've just never seen before. But, you know, it, it, it will pass. Like you said, it definitely will pass. So what... But life will make you feel like a failure. Life, life will make you feel like there is no hope. Life, the challenges that life can bring to you, that's why we have so many people that that's, have committed suicide. That's why we have so many people who, who put their their feelings, their emotions, their lives behind uh, a puff puff or a toss up because they feel as if, you know what, I don't know if I'm going to be able to. I don't know if this will ever. You know, those kind of things that are happening within our mind because they don't realize that I'm an overcomer. I don't have to let this situation get the best of me, but I can get the best of it. Yes, that is so true. Um, what is next for you, Robert? What What do you have? I mean, you have this great book that is out that I'm telling you, everybody need. It's a, it's a quick read. I'm a quick reader, so it is. If it, it's a it's a great read, and it's something I you I know I will go back to you know you sometimes you read books and you know you read them whatever like that but this is a great book that you would definitely go back to during some times what do you have next for yourself and um, what's going on well the next the next thing is um, the Lord has really um, been been pushing me uh, in this area with that breathing old tight so uh, there are two things coming out with uh, Breathing Hold Tight. There is uh, going to be a song that, that we're, we're working on. Uh, it's called, it's going to be entitled Breathe, and then the book will be entitled Breathe and Hold Tight, the okay. second book. And so um, that's because, again, I believe the reason why many people are breaking is because we're not breathing. And, you know, I want to break that down even the more about how, and what that looks like. And so we're going to, uh, that's going to be the next, hopefully, hopefully by the end of 2021, uh, we will have both the book as well as the song uh, in at your people's disposal. That is wonderful. I mean, keep it, keep it coming because, I mean, it's great. Like I said, it's a great read. You, I mean, I am so proud of you. I'm so proud of everything that you are doing. You have been preaching for a long time. I mean, I remember, I mean, it's been at least 20 years for me since I was a kid. So that's how long it's been. That's how long it's been. <laughs> so actually that's how long it's been. It really, that's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, I would just say it's your time. It is really your time. And you are really, you know, you're reaching us. Like, that's why I really wanted you on my show because it's you, you, 
and like my aunt Krista, you guys are the closest in age to us. And you still relate to the old school, but you still can reach us. You know what I'm saying? The things that you say and, you know, and how you, you know, just roll, even the way you dress, your swag. It's very, you know, youthful, but it's still like you still have your standards and you still stand your ground. And I just, I, I, I inspire to be that way. You know, so I, I, I really, you know, so, so much appreciate you being on my show. But I, you know, I got a couple more questions. You know, we, we almost hey, done. Okay. <laughs> we almost done. But, you know, in the black community, I mean, we always have to go back to our people. I mean, with everything going on, what hope can they have? And, you know, everybody don't know Christ and, and know God like how, you do and you know how I do what hope you know which way can they have hope I would say I believe that God he always puts um, the right people in our lives at the right time and the right season to do the right thing so we can produce the right results and many times we don't lean on them people because there's some kind of war going on within us that we don't want to uh, hear or see or do the things we know that we need to do. And uh, even the worst of the worst have the best of the best because God is not going to just leave us out there. And I'm not just talking about uh, people who are Christians. There are good people who are, who are out there that have not accepted Christ to be their Lord and personal Savior as of yet. But they have a good example that they try to set before people within their words and what they do. Now, mind you, now we would hope and pray that they will, um, because the Bible says that he desires all to come to repentance. Mm -hmm. But I, I still believe that there are a lot of good people out there that I come in contact with every day who love people, love life, and have a good advice that they can give to you. So as related to our community, even if they don't know Christ, there is someone in your life that is trying to help you to become better at all that you do. Mm. And you just have to take the example and listen to what they're saying and take heed. Because there are little nuggets that they may drop or an example that they may set that will help you to know that, you know what, I can do this. Mm. You know, all parents, par parents every day, they're, they're, they're trying to, to do and become the best parent that they can. Right. We don't always make it, uh, as related to, in, uh, some of our children's eyes. We don't always make the best decisions or do the best things. But one thing we do try to do is be the example for them, majority of us. Right. Be the example for them so that they, when they grow up, they can become greater and better than we are. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, though, though, within our community, I just believe if you, there are someone, be it in your family, be it a friend, or be it someone you look up to on, on, on television or some kind of, whatever the case may be, there is someone in your life or someone that you can see that will show you exactly how and what you need to be. All right. And, and that is, very much true. I really agree with everything that you just said because, like, if you don't have 
you know, Jesus saying life, which you should. Um, which you should. Now, come on now. We're going to keep it real. Cause every knee shall bow. But, uh, um, you're right. There is some type of example that's, you know, you, you have in your life to look up to. And you're right. Take heed in that. Grab onto that. Tap into that. Like you young folks like to say, tap, tap, tap in. And, you know, that could give you, you know, that type of hope and inspiration that you need. Now, with everything changing, you know, with leadership, you know, had the inauguration and everything, you know, this is just a personal question, I would just say. You know, um, do you have hope in this new administration? I do. I do because I was listening to uh, my new president, our new president, our. yesterday doing, yeah, exactly, our Wonderful. new president. Wonderful. Doing the uh, inauguration, and I was not only during that time, but uh, all during the course of his campaign, I was listening to his heart because see that's that's and that's the thing about it all. It's the heart of man that speaks, and when you can hear a person's heart, then you know the person's intentions. And so, with our previous administration, there was no uh, disguising of what was in their heart as relating to uh, groups of people, mm-hmm. uh, practices and things of that nature, laws. Uh, there was no disguising as related to how he viewed certain things. Right. With this administration, I see and I hear within his heart that he's trying to bring the, the close that gap and bring people back to a place of oneness as best as he can. Now, we understand that everybody's not going to the bandwagon, and it's okay. It's okay. Right. But his heart is saying, whether you want me or not, whether you like or love me or not, I'm going to look out for your best interest. That's what his heart was saying. Right. In his speech, how he carry himself, how he deal with people, even behind closed doors. And the places that he goes that people may not know. His heart shows who he is. Because he has love that he extends to each other. I mean to one another. And so, you know, I have I have a, a great deal of confidence. Mm-hmm. And I have hope within our president as well as our Madam Vice President. And what they're going to do for our country. As well as our community. Yes. That's wonderful. I mean, everything you just said tonight was... Just great. I'm not even going to lie. It was so inspirational. And I just really hope whoever's listening to this podcast that you gain you some hope. You, you know, you are inspired and you're able to keep going. I mean, how you, even how you were just expressing stuff, you know, we need that people. We, we need that. I mean, I go to virtual service every Sunday, but everybody doesn't. And, and even if somebody is listening to this that, you know, doesn't know God and doesn't know, you know, anything like that, you know, you can always reach out to me and DM me. But how can people get in contact with you, you know, if, you know, they had questions, they want to get your wonderful book, Hope, <laughs> and, um, you know, give us that information. Well, they can, they can reach out to me. Uh, you can email me. R.A. Capers 2011 
at gmail.com, racapers2011 at gmail.com. Uh, my book can be purchased uh, at my ministry website, racapersministries.com, racapersministries.com, or you can also purchase it on Amazon. Uh, so I, I, I would love, or oh, you can also find me on Facebook, mm-hmm. Robert A. Capers, Instagram, Robert A. Capers. Uh, DM me. Let me know. You know, I, I'm here. I'm, my, my life is, is service. My heart is for you to become who you need to be. And whatever I could do to help you to become that individual, become that person, I'm more than willing to do that. So reach out to me. Let me know. We can talk about any and everything. But my job is to make sure you have hope and make sure you become who it is you've been destined to be. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Pastor. I love you so much. Cousin, I love you so much. I mean, this is a wonderful, loving show. Everything that you said was just so inspirational. You are really a true, like, like, like what I said, you are a true light and a beacon in the community. And, you know, I just thank you so much. And, you know, keep what you're doing in Monroe and in your county. I mean, we need people like you. We really do to inspire us and, you know, to help the next generation and people that's, you know, trying to, you know, be sincere and be like you as well so i just thank you so much i really appreciate it absolutely love you love you too (laughs) and again y'all thank y'all for listening to backstage with joy leah you can always follow me on instagram at joy leah you can follow me on facebook at joy underscore leah and you can always email me at joy leah p at gmail.com you guys have a wonderful night Hope you have a hopeful morning (laughs) and a hopeful year. And again, don't forget to get his new book, Hope Within Challenging Times. And again, thank you, Robert, for being on my show. And you guys have a wonderful and blessed night. (laughs) Great night. Great night, everyone.